In these uncertain economic times, it's easy to be worried about protecting your wealth, your hard-earned savings, and your family's financial future. Plunging interest rates, the devaluating dollar, and political unrest constantly threaten what you have worked hard to earn and all that you own. That's why now it's more important than ever to protect your assets and have the money you need to make your dreams come true. Welcome to the Global Wealth Fortress Report with successful global entrepreneur and wealth preservation expert, Joel Nagel. Joel's helped thousands of people just like you protect what you have so that you can make even more and make your every dream come true. So, sit back and enjoy Joel Nagel's offshore expert advice on how you can live the good life at a great price, where the sun never sets on your financial fortress. Hello, hello, hello. This is Carol Carter, and welcome to Joel Nagel's Global Wealth Fortress Report, which is very, very important today. You need a, a fortress um, because the U.S. economy continues to go into the tank. Joel, what are you telling your clients at Nagel and Associates to do as this thing continues to crater? What's up? What's going on? What do we do? Hey, Carter. Uh, thank you. It's good to be with you. I'm I'm coming to you today from the Table Rock Lodge, which is a jungle uh, lodge resort in uh, western Belize. It's not far from the Guatemalan border. And uh, sometimes when you're here, you you know, it's easy to forget about all the chaos going on in the world. Uh, I woke up this morning to the sound of howler monkeys and, uh, you know, the birds are flying, you know, around out here, macaws and toucans and, and all that. So it's, it's a really beautiful place. And uh, it's an easy place to forget about the problems of the world. But, but you know, the problems are here. And, and you're right. We're, we're always trying to come up with real-world solutions. And those solutions change, you know, almost weekly, almost monthly. You know, it's, it's a constant change. Um, you have to look and see what's going on in the world. Um, you know, a couple months ago, we didn't have, you know, a war in Europe, the first war in, you know, four generations. Um, yeah. Uh, we have, uh, you know, the Fed uh, has now raised interest rates again. I think it's it's a very unsuccessful attempt to rein in inflation. And the reality is to really rein it in from, from a Federal Reserve perspective, they're going to have to jack interest rates a lot higher. I don't think, you know, a couple percent is going to do it. You know, we, we may be back to the Jimmy Carter era of, you know, 16, 18 percent inflation in, 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 in order to rein this monster in. And it's pretty simple how this happened. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of uh, the current administration, but the reality is the economics behind it go back much further. Um, you know, and I mean, the Biden administration is as guilty as the Trump administration, as guilty as the Obama administration, as guilty, guilty as the Bush administration. And that is that you know, we are solving our problems by printing money. Pretty We're trying much. to solve our, our problems by printing money. And, you know, like one economist said, you know, it's like trying to dig yourself out of a hole by digging deeper. And, you know, that's, that's, <laughs> where, that's where we are. Now, under the much of the Trump years, 
we didn't feel it so much. In fact, you know, they said inflation was all time lows and what have you. Why was that? Well, inflation is not only how much money is printed, but how quickly that money circulates through the economy. That's called velocity. Yes. So it's a math, good. It's a good. math formula. You have the, the sum of the dollars printed, which is enormous, times velocity. Well, if velocity is zero, we know from you know math 101 that any number times zero is always what? Zero. Zero. So, you know, particularly during the COVID, the early stages of the COVID lockdowns, people weren't going out. They weren't spending the money. So even though, the, you know, the Federal Reserve was printing trillions, literally trillions of dollars, trillions. I saw some statistic that, you know, in that period, something like 90 plus percent of all money ever printed in the history of the United States was printed in a, in a short period of time. And that's, that's mind boggling, right? Joe, but, the, the figures are, it took 227 years for the U.S. to print its first six trillion. In the 24 months of the COVID hysteria, the Fed printed six trillion. Right. 227 years. So what you're saying is unbelievable. Well, thank yeah. you, and that's a good. That's a good. You know, yeah. I kind of have read that somewhere, but I didn't have the the exact number. But yeah, the point is, so now you go from six trillion to, to 12 trillion, but the velocity is well, wasn't zero, but it was very slow because people are staying at home. You know, they're buying their absolute bare necessities like food. They're not going out. They're not traveling. They're not investing. And and so because of that, you know, inflation was in check. But now as people emerge from their, you know, from their living rooms and are, are going out and traveling again and spending money again. And, you know, I mean, I, I flew the entire time during COVID and I flew in a lot of empty planes. And it amazed me like, well, how can these airline industries do this because they're clearly losing money. Not anymore. The planes are all full. I mean, you, you know, you see articles every day about, you know, luggage getting lost and people being misdirected. But, you know, and I've had to deal with some of that. Uh, but the planes are full. So people are traveling. The airlines are making money. People are spending money. So that means that now you have all this money that's still in, in circulation. It actually has continued to increase because the Biden administration continues printing, 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 and you have the velocity increasing. And that part of it, the government doesn't have any control over. So they yeah. do have control over how much money is printed, but they don't have control over the velocity. So velocity is picking up. The effect is the money's flowing faster and faster. And in areas where, you know, people want things, housing, food, gas, you know, all the, all the main things that most people want, you have people spending more and more on it which is driving prices higher and higher. So that's the root you know, cause of inflation. And until the interest rates get high enough that it makes people stop spending, stop traveling, stop putting gas in their car. I mean, it's hap it happens first for the people who can afford it least, unfortunately. So that's why, you know, not only in the US, but other countries, you see people going to the streets. I mean, in Panama, for example, you have huge protests going on and barricades. Why? Because they can't afford these increases, you can't they can't afford. afford yeah, exactly. So yeah, that that's the background. That's where we are right now. And you know, I think anybody, whether you're, in, I mean, obviously, the very first thing you have to worry about is your day to day needs. So if you're at the lower end of the economic spectrum, you're just trying to figure out, well, how do I get by? 
And it's interesting that some of these strategies and solutions for my wealthiest clients also make complete sense for my clients or anyone that has the least amount of resources. And, you know, one of those solutions is right behind me, and that's Belize. You know, you don't have to necessarily be in the jungle. Um, you know, Belize has mountains and and uh, islands and cities, and, you know, it's got all the spectrum of options that people could want. But the point is, the cost of living here is lower. Not only here, but the whole region, it's lower. So if you're on a fixed income, pension, Social Security, things like that, Right, come to a, a jurisdiction like this because you can live better with less money, and that is a real-world solution for anyone that can take that can do that right now. Rents are cheaper here. I mean, in the states, rents are going through the seat, uh, through the roof. Property is still relatively inexpensive unless you're in the high tourist areas like Ambergris Key. If you come out to the central part of, of Belize, you can buy property for you know a couple thousand dollars an acre. That's nothing. And you can have, have the Mennonites who are a, a force here, build you a very nice, you know, two bedroom home for, you know, 20,000 Belize dollars, which is 10,000 U.S. dollars. So then you start thinking about that. Hey, I can buy a little farmette for 10,000. I can put a house on it for another 10. I can grow my own food like now. And, 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 then, and then I get $2,000 a month from Social Security. Like you're, you've created a very nice, you know, lifestyle for yourself. And if you're a wealthy person, you look at a jurisdiction like Belize for investment because there's going to be future um, increases in costs of everything, including real estate. You know, you might want to buy a condo somewhere that can be rented out to tourists to make money. Um, you have the legal structures and legal protections here in Belize, which are fantastic. I mean, if, if you're worried about getting sued, uh, if you're if you want to have a creative estate plan to leave money to your children, your grandchildren, uh, there's really no better jurisdiction to work with than than one like here. It, two points, two points. Putting in, if I may, put in perspective what you just said. This chart I always keep handy because I think it's fascinating. Per capita income of countries in Latin America. Okay, addressing. The point you made about the cost of living, if you look way down at the bottom here, there's the average per capita income in Belize, okay? There's the average per capita income in Belize, which is uh, $3,970. If the per capita income is 3970 and you're bringing in, as you just said, like Social Security, 2000 a month, that means that your annual income is, what's that, six times the average income there. Well, you can live pretty darn well. You can live pretty darn well in a country like Belize. So Joel's right on target with the cost of living. Then in terms of investment, I happen to know where Joel is right now, uh, Table Rock in Belize. There we go. We're back. I, ju I just held up the chart for him. You saw the chart I held up, right? I did, and I'm sorry I the uh, the Wi-Fi cut out here for a second, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think that's a great a great visual to show people, you know, what the real costs are here compared to North America, and, and that just means whatever dollars you have to work with, whether you're you know rich, middle class, poor, doesn't matter. Your dollars, whatever you have, it's going to go further here, and that's that's why people continue retiring 
in, and even young people, there's a lot of digital nomads moving here. Uh, you know, COVID has sort of proven that you can work remotely. So we're getting people of all ages, 30s, 40s, 50s. They're maintaining their jobs in expensive cities like New York and Seattle and Miami uh, so they can, you know, capture those higher wages in a lot of cases. But then they move to a place like this where it's low cost of living, low crime. I mean, you can live in a little community like the community here where, where we're based. You know, it's like Mayberry. Everybody knows everybody. Um, right, you, know, right. you don't have to worry about uh, drug problems. You don't have to worry about crime problems. I mean, it, it's it's a it's a simpler life. It's not for everybody. If you want, um, you know, if you want big cosmopolitan New York, you're not going to find it here. But if you're just looking for a nice quality of life uh, where, you know, you don't have to worry about crime and your money's going to go a lot further, then this is a great place. And if you have resources to invest, the kind of structures we can create create here are much better than the ones in the U.S. because the legal structures and the, in, the legal infrastructure is what I would say is very pro-defense. It's not pro-plaintiff like in the U.S., it's pro-defense, meaning it's very difficult. In some cases, it's even impossible to get standing to bring a suit against something like an asset protection trust. So excellent. if I use this jurisdiction to put my money in, and by the way, you know, Belize is very flexible with the structures. So you can create a legal structure here. I have people all the time, they say, well, I don't wanna put my money in Belize. No problem, you don't have to put a cent here. Create the legal structure here, let the legal structure here make the investments for you wherever you want in the whole world. And the, 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 the trust here is the legal owner, right? So it owns those assets, but they, it could be real estate in Europe. It could be, you know, uh, gold in Canada. It could be whatever, whatever investments you want. But instead of holding them in your name, which if you get sued, those assets, regardless of where they are, are going to be subject to you know, forfeiture and, and uh, plaintiffs and, you know, people coming after those assets. But if you put them in a trust here, um, you know, you can put your hand on the Bible and swear to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And those assets aren't yours. So if they're not yours legally, how can somebody take them from you? That's sort of asset protection 101. I'm sure we can talk about that more, but I bring it up because that is an integral part of you know, the, the reason people use a jurisdiction like Belize, it's why I'm here. I'm not here looking for a, you know, super low cost of living. I'm here looking to help my clients protect and grow their assets. So Belize is something that you have both ends of, of that spectrum. And it's also something where you can be wealthy, middle class or poor, and you're going to be better off from a financial perspective as well. So, so that's really the, you know, Belize advantage uh, 101 and, and maybe a way that you can help solve some of the challenges that you have with inflation. And it's not only that, I, I hear a lot of people coming down here and they just want a simpler way of life. You know, they're telling yes. me, Joel, we don't want our kids learning about critical race theory. We don't want them being told to, that they need to examine whether they're a boy or a girl. We don't want to worry about, you know, riots in the streets. We, we just don't want any of that. And, uh, you know, Belize is great for that too. So um, if you get a chance, come on down. Table Rock is a wonderful place to visit. And, um, you know, I, I think most people will find a little, it's a small, Belize is a very small country, uh, but in the, in the small country, there's a lot of diversity. You have some pretty big hills, borderline mountains, you have pine forests, you have plains, you have towns, you have villages. You have the keys there's 400 islands 
that dot the, you know, the Caribbean Sea, the largest of which is Amberger Ski, where, you know, ECI is very active. They have a, uh, they're building a Marriott. There's a Best Western. So if you want those kinds of creature comforts, they're here. If you want to come out in the, in the jungle and find a cool place to hang out and see birds and go look for jaguars, you know, that's where I'm sitting right now. So hope, uh, I, hope all your viewers will come on down. And I believe we talked earlier about investment. Where you are, Table Rock, you and, and your partner, Mike Cobb, if I'm not mistaken, are getting ready to expand with the new residential community. And to me, when you talk about that, both in terms of perhaps equity build and cash flow, uh, that community may be a good investment. What do you think? Yeah, it's still on the drawing board. Um, we're looking at doing a sort of a tiny home uh, jungle community where people can come and stay. They can also put their units out to rent if they're if they're not you know living here full time. And it's also for some people, it's kind of a you know an end of the world place. If there's an apocalypse, they feel like it's a, a safe place to come. You know the the region here is very self sufficient in terms of food. They you know, I had a wonderful breakfast today with a huge platter of fruit um, that was all grown locally, um, right. you know, lo locally produced eggs. Everything was locally produced. So, um, you know, they don't have to worry about uh, food shipments coming in from outside. I think that was a weakness that, that popped up with a lot of the Caribbean countries where, you know, during COVID, a lot of the, a lot of the ecosystem broke down in terms of shipping. And so, you know, they were worried about food shortages in places like Jamaica and, you know, right. some of the other little small Caribbean islands. But, but we, never, we never had that here in Belize. In fact, Belize is actually a food exporter. We export food to Guatemala, Mexico, and the Caribbean. So uh, and in some cases, the U.S., we, we, uh, we export a lot of seafood, in particular lobster, you know, um, and various kinds of fish. And then some of the more exotic things... Uh, are, are actually shipped all the way to Japan. A lot of the um, exotic sea urchins and, and things like that. So, so Belize can produce food for itself and it can export. And you know, if I wanna go someplace as a plan B, I, I mean, to me, that's a minimal requirement that the place you're going yes. can produce its own food because if not, you know, then your plan B is dependent on somebody else. And um, if you're leaving the US, but going to a little island country where all the food comes in every day from the US, well, then, you know, have you really accomplished your, your goal? You've accomplished your goal. And I think Table Rock, when you get, once the community is built, and I understand, you know, it's still drawing board stages, but I think we're talking about almost an off-the-grid community. Solar power, right? The water supply, everything right there, going to what yeah. you're saying about the independence. Yeah, I think, you know, the, the group that owns this resort is uh, wanting that. Um, they're not doing away with public utilities, um, but they're, they're building that sort of redundancy into it. And actually by November, uh, we should be hundred percent solar, meaning we are going to detach the resort from the, uh, the national power grid. Uh, it'll be there in case of, wow. you know, there's some kind of damage to the solar system, but it's a very sophisticated solar system. It, it, it not only generates the power, but there's a massive battery bank that can, literally store the power and and power the resort for you know for i think more than a week you know so if you had a a terrible 
period where it was stormy and there was no not much sunlight you know the, the resort would still function so that's 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 the kind of background that i mean that's the kind of redundancy yep. that people want you know if you're looking for plan b for residency to go live somewhere else then you know these places are looking for their plan b's which is how do we you know how do we plan for potential problems that could hit here and if if the national power grid goes down uh yeah the community that that we're uh, building here would, would still have water power food so yeah it's it's uh that's um that's an interesting element for a lot of people so the name of the show is the global wealth fortress report and you are in what essentially could be an economic off the grid fortress yeah, exactly i mean yeah. you know the, the, the global wealth fortress you know means a lot of different things to different people um and you know at the early part of my career it was just economics it was where do i structure my money but now right. you're seeing more and more people it's 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 about them you know i mean your your most precious asset is yourself so that means second residency second passport second place to live and you know how do you plan for some of these things so uh that if things go poorly in your own country wherever you're from you know you have a place to go to that's you know safe and you're you know you're going to have the the resources to support yourself and your family and so a lot of people view belize in that context other people just like to come here and fish i flew down yesterday with uh, some guys that were coming in for the sailfish tournament a big sailfish tournament they have once a year here i think they said the first prize was two hundred thousand dollars and uh they were all you know drinking and getting <laughs> excited about coming here to to um to go sail fishing they wanted to know if uh if they won, whether they could open an account at uh, Key Bank where I'm on the board. And and uh, I said, sure. And they said, well, the, the prize is issued on Sunday. I said, well, if you win, we'll open up just for you so that we can, uh, <laughs> we can take your deposit. So. That's uh, that's Key International Bank, right? Key International right. Bank, folks. Would I, know you, say, uh... I know you've had Luigi on your show a few times. And uh, oh, yeah. he, uh, he's, the, he's the man. I'm just on the board. But uh it was nice to talk to these guys about it. But the point is people come for all different reasons. You know, in the winter, we get snowbirds. Um, this time of year, we're getting a lot of fishermen. Um, we get divers throughout the year. Uh, but we're seeing more and more people that are looking at Belize really for year-round living. I mean, I have a number of clients 20 years ago that really wasn't the case. Uh, but now more and more people are moving here. And they just like the, they like the lifestyle. They like the friendliness. Um, Many, many people told me it's like going back to my, my childhood where neighbors looked out for each other um, and there's this general camaraderie um, that we seem to be losing in the States, which is kind of sad to say. Um, nobody here is talking about nobody here is talking about the Ukraine-Russia war. You know, it's, 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 it really is a, a simpler place. So It's a simpler but Well, as Gomer would say from... Uh, Mayberry, as you said earlier, Shazam. That's fantastic. <laughs> Joel, thank we're, you. We're really dating ourselves, aren't we, Carter, with those comments? <laughs> yeah. we, we need to update our cultural references here. Joel, thank you. This has right. been excellent. excellent. Excellent report. Covered the spectrum. Fantastic. Thank you, folks. Good, good, good to be with you. That is a, a great option. You want to know more about it? You want to talk to Joel directly about it? There's where to go. There's where to go. 
remember, this is America's number one asset protection attorney and a, a tremendous wealth of knowledge, as you just saw. So go to hold the Joel. Stop down to Belize. Go to Table Rock. Enjoy yourself there. Visit with him there. Folks, as I tell you every week, let's do this thing. <laughs>